everybody, and welcome to Nintendo Week for the endo year since last E3. I'm your host, Colin McIsaac, joined as always by Alex Plant. We've we've returned from the alternate reality where there is no Nintendo Week podcast to bring you this podcast. And Ben Lamoureux. My body is ready. I don't completely understand what Alex meant, but we are bringing you a special (laughs) reunion episode of the show just in time for E3. In this episode, we're catching up on the biggest stories of the past year of Nintendo. So on the docket tonight, we will be talking about Pokemon. We're talking about our E3 predictions and hopes and expectations. We're talking about Smash Bros, of course. Never heard of it. Let's dig right in. Should we talk about Pokemon first? Let's go. Okay. Hey, hey. Uh, so, uh, Pokemon Let's Go. We're assuming you guys have been keeping up with the news uh, without us with as the we record this podcast. We haven't done a weeks. big <laughs> right. We haven't done a big breakdown of the info uh, like we used to on this show. But you know, if you haven't heard, they are remaking Pokemon Yellow or making a game quote based on, which I actually think is a pretty good way to put it. Um, Pokemon Let's Go! They're bringing back Pokemon following behind you. They're bringing back, like, a friend Pokemon from Yellow. You get Pikachu or Eevee in these versions of the game. It's a remake of the Kanto region. Uh, although we haven't seen Gary yet. Is Blue going to be in this game? Gary I think they, I think they did say Is that Team Red, Rocket Red going to be Blue, in this game? Red and Blue will show up in some capacity. Oh, yeah. interesting. So you're not playing as Red. So you're new, no, you're new playing characters. as new characters, and they, they actually kind of oh. look a lot like the, uh... Is it is it the Go character? I think it's that they look like the Go, the Pokemon Go male and female characters. Yeah, their uh, younger styles, I believe, are, are very similar, but their outfits yeah. are a little more. Um, I don't know if they're actually meant to be them or if it's just you know a little a little nod to the mobile game to make people who are transitioning feel comfortable. But yeah, you're going to be playing as new people, and I've heard a lot of, of rumblings that Red and Blue will factor into the plot, but that they're you know not the main characters. Interesting. So it's not a remake story wise. Yeah, that would seem to be the case. Oh, this... It's like a sequel or something. Okay, okay, I'm intrigued. Uh, anyway, how do we feel about this game? I'm pretty excited. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, this is something we talked about a lot on the podcast. So even though yeah, we're we people said we had nostalgia goggles, but we were also quite prescient. <laughs> yeah, we we we've been predicting that for a long time, and then I probably just maybe like two weeks or so before Let's Go was announced. Might have been a little longer than that, but I, I wrote an editorial at Gamnesia calling for a, well, basically just saying that they should do that. That the the first Pokemon game or the first uh, you know main main series air quotes Pokemon game should be a Kanto remake, so that they can take their time to craft a new region and a hundred new Pokemon mm-hmm. and a new story, so on and so forth, and really push Switch to the max for generation eight and that they could use right. a, you know a kanto remake to just test the waters and then they did exactly that and they they put a twist on it i wasn't expecting which was to sort of merge it with the gameplay of pokemon go right i mean it's not my dream game i would have liked a more robust battle system for the wild um i would have liked it if we talked before about how um their pokemon remakes uh, like they maintain the grid system that the original regions were built on on the game boy and game boy advance hardware even nintendo ds hardware 
Um, whereas games like Sun and Moon have really more fully featured terrain. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there are some ways that I feel like this game could be pushing itself a little harder, but, like, this is a nice, safe choice with enough fresh twists uh, to keep things really interesting, and I love the Kanto region, I love the music, and it looks I love so the settings, good from the trailers, the too. There. Like, it visually, looks it's visually so pretty. gorgeous. It's polished. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm very excited to play through this. Yeah, I also think, like, well, I mean, I'm personally excited. I think I'll be more excited for the 2019 title just because it'll have a little more depth to it. But mm-hmm. I know I'm going to have a ton of fun with Let's Go, which, by the way, Team Eevee, obviously. I don't know about you guys. Of course. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm also Team Eevee. Like, Excellent. I was, I was torn a little bit, especially once they announced, you know, that you can't evolve your starter Eevee. Mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, I figured. I just, too bad. I just, I'm kind of sick of Pikachu being plastered everywhere. So yeah. there's that. Yeah. Um, But aside from personal excitement, I'm excited for Game Freak just because this is a brilliant freaking move by them. Like, they, you know, they announced recently they have 800 million people have downloaded uh, Pokemon Go now. And obviously they're not all still active players, but they, uh, I actually checked and at the last recorded uh, figures, they still have 9 million active players per month just in the United States. Just in the U.S. So I heard it was um, like 60 or 80 or something globally. Yeah, well, it was. That I think was, it was 65 was million, but that was a year ago. A year so ago. I, I yeah. couldn't find recent numbers for for that. Um, but well, yeah, man, I was able to pretty, find the U.S. numbers. Yeah. Um, so and those, you know, those those tens of millions of people that are still playing Pokemon Go, they would be lost if they tried to jump into Gen 8 right now. But they're going to be able to jump into Let's Go, and some of them are going to buy a Switch yeah. for Let's Go. And if they enjoy it, then some of them are going to buy the core game next year. And you know, they they've they've set themselves up with this pipeline where they can convert mobile gaming fans into Switch owners and into core Pokemon fans for years and years to come. And the the Pokemon Company CEO has already floated the idea of Let's Go becoming its own standalone series so that, you know, you you have, like, you know, in alternating years, you get a Let's Go game and then you get a, a core game back and forth to sort of appeal to both audiences and to keep that pipeline going. And I think that's yeah. just brilliant. I agree that that's brilliant. Do we think that that would replace the current model of of sequels and I think they probably sort of like take the place kind of, of the twisted room. versions of games like Sun and Moon didn't get a third version, but they got yeah they've Ultra been experimenting with that for a while. You know they did Black right. and White two and then Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. So I think they've been. I think they've been kind of tired of the third version for a while and have been trying to figure right. out where to go from there. And maybe Let's Go is the answer, or maybe they do both. You know, it's it's really I think hard to say. At least Let's Go is the answer for the alternating schedule of new regions versus remakes because they yeah. can always bring old regions back into the Let's Go framework. I mean, I cannot wait for Pokemon Let's Go Meryl and Let's Go Togepi. Can't wait for Pokemon whatever Sinnoh would be. Well, and that that kind of feels like it has to be the step because you have to get. You have to get these Go players up to date, and the best way to do that right. is to slowly trickle them through this massive inflated Pokedex that now exists with, like, more than 800 Pokemon. Right. You don't want to overwhelm well, I mean, them. Yeah, and that's a really good point. I mean, the Pokedex is enormous. A lot of Pokemon, everyone forgets about. I mean, I saw, like, a picture of Cherim the other day, and... Like Jesus, I completely... Who knows that Cherim exists? Yeah. Sorry and if I've, you like Cherim. I was pretty upset the other day playing Pokemon Go when I caught a seal and then a few seconds later caught a sphiel. 
Like, what is this? Stop it! Man, that is like the quintessential modern Pokemon moment. That's, a, that's one of the reasons why I'm kind of fine with the limited Pokedex, because I think a lot of people, right. one, are used to having just kind of one monster in each archetype, first of all. But then, sure. like, also, I think that, like, the, the 151 number for the p- original Pokedex is just so, like, symbolic for people who got into mm-hmm. Pokemon a long time ago. And yeah. Th- when the, when the, the, the drive really was catch them all, you know? And so I, I feel like a lot of people probably never got there, and this might be a good chance for them to right. feel like it's actually within reach, especially with the Pokemon Go integration. Yeah, and I think it is a good chance because narrowing it down to the 151, they also, this ties into, they recently announced that they are not including GTS or Wonder Trade in these games. Yeah. Um, Which originally I was repulsed by, but I realized if the Pokedex is a lot narrower, it brings it back to that original sense that you really have to communicate with your friends, that playing Pokemon is sort of a communal thing. Um, and I love that you can jump and you can play co-op. You can play this game with one hand. I'm a little iffy on the fact that you can't catch Pokemon without motion controls. I don't want to be sitting on a subway and be flinging my Switch around. Oh, it so seems like you can push game. a button to throw your Pokeball, but you got to kind of use Gyro to, to aim. Which Yeah, it might, yeah, might just be a little flick of the wrist might work. Little, but little difficult. I still don't vehicle. like that a lot. Yeah. 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 I could do without um, it, but I don't think it'll but, yeah. dampen the experience too much. Right, and I'm also, I mean, clearly Pokemon is going to be an annualized series from now on, so I'm not too worried about, from here on out, like, having games that that disappoint me in some ways, because there will, for one, always be next year, and for two, it sounds like they're going to be switching off between making cool new experiences and revisiting old things that are guaranteed to be fun and fresh, even if there are a couple of minor things you disagree with. Yeah. Um, which you is why, as, as, even though some aspects of this seem a little stale or underwhelming, I'm still like, this is the most excited I've been for a Pokemon game in a long time. Yeah. They're, like, you mentioned that they don't have, like, online features like GTS, and I think that you know, that's probably, it's going to feel really limited in this first game, but as the time goes on and as Pokemon Go evolves alongside this game, we're going to see a sort of a different right. pillar of networking sort of emerge around it. Right. And a right. lot of that's going to be GTS enabled and by... Is kind of an emblem of... It'll be enabled by right, Pokemon sorry, Go, finish. where you're going out in the world and you're interacting with people uh, outside of outside of the game. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, can, does anyone know if you can trade between Pokemon Go and the Switch uh, without, like, linking your account? Can you trade some from your account or, like, trade a Pokemon from a friend's Pokemon Go account into your Switch game? I don't know how they have it set up because they haven't... Okay. Cause I, well, I, I know Pokemon Do- Go doesn't use Nintendo accounts, so they would have to find some other hook, right? That would, That's which right. might just That's be true. local Bluetooth... It is a Bluetooth thing. Um, I don't know if an account, if the accounts have to be linked, but they did say that it's it's done via Bluetooth. So okay, okay. So it theoretically would be possible to use a different account. Yeah, and then when you when you bring them over, they'll go to a a Poke Park, and it'll be kind of similar to other generations where they had like a you know a park you could uh, import Pokemon from. So, what do we think they're going to do about the game corner? They haven't had a game corner since Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Well, obviously, it'll just be full of microtransactions, because that's, that's the era we live in now. Oh, no. Oh, stop it. Oh, <laughs> it'll be all Konami games. But yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't mind the Voltorb flip, honestly. That was... I, I remember I played a, I played that, like, a whole plane ride one time. I just played Voltorb flip through, through Pokemon Heart Gold. I was weirdly um, into the, like, 
the old just like basic slot machine games in the in the first two games. Yeah, oh, it's, like it I was played fun just a ton of just that red and blue. Of course, yeah. I was like twelve, but whatever. So I, I mean, even in the virtual console, I got kind of into the slot machines. For granted, I was trying to buy a Porygon. It wasn't exactly my choice. I did it because I had to. This won't but, happen, but I think it'd be really cool to use that as a crossover opportunity to bring in games like Puyo Puyo or Tetris and tie rewards to that kind of game in some way. I mean, if we're doing Puyo Ambitious, Puyo, it's got to okay. be Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, but... Uh... <laughs> I love this crossover. <laughs> this is the yeah. best timeline. Yeah, that's, um, Pokemon is the series that needs the crossovers, right? Now that it's crossed over into the real world. Yeah. There you go. Um, so, okay, so, Colin, we... you mentioned that you aren't super happy necessarily about them ditching the battles with wild Pokemon. And I... I mean, I think it's nice to have a change. I do like that there's not all that grinding anymore. Well, yeah, I was going to say, like, I'm I'm very happy to not have to go out and battle a bunch of crap just to level up my Pokemon. Yeah, my um, question is yeah. just what it's replaced with, basically. Yeah, I'm all for right. tossing out the grinding, but what's what's the level up system going to look now? like? Is, I mean, right. I, I don't like, think it you sounds can like it's them. mostly through trainer battles, but I mean, I guess then just the training curve is going to be a lot lower. I wonder if there's going to be like a different level scale. Well, yeah, what's interesting is not. in addition to levels, they also showed the the CP figure from Pokemon Go is present too. So it looks like there's oh. somehow going to be two kinds of leveling system. I I don't know how Weird. how that'll play out, but yeah, there's there's a couple spots where in the trailer you can see a CP number listed next to a Pokemon. Okay. Yeah, I forget how Pokemon Go handles IVs, but I could see CP sort of doing the same job as the IVs. Yeah, yeah. Pokemon Go There's does also have those internal stats, stats. That Pokemon Go analyzes when you uh, yeah. send it to. Yeah, I don't know exactly how those are calculated, yeah. but it, it does have its yeah. own pseudo IV system. Yeah. So I wonder if those will just transfer one to one in some way. Yeah, that could be it. Um. Um. Yeah. yeah and and what do we think this brand new Pokemon is? Uh, evolution probably. Evolution, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's. I could see it. I'm being, on the exact same page. That's disappointing. Or I could see it. <laughs> or I could see it being like another Mew or Mewtwo form. Mew three. Oh my god. Form. Yeah. That, yeah. Like, no, I was I, thinking exactly that. I was thinking maybe like a baby Mew, like they did with uh, Manaphy. Yeah, because like anything other than that, I feel like would just be. I mean, it could be just a brand new Pokemon that's unconnected to anything in Gen 1, but I just feel like that's really unlikely, given the the way they've set up the Pokedex in this game. We saw um, some of these... Well, I wonder... I actually wonder... They've said that there are Alolan forms in this game. I wonder if they're going to introduce, like, any new Pokemon beyond that. They've said like it's focused forms. on Kanto, but they haven't said it's limited to 151. Well, and I'm also thinking, like... There have been some other Pokemon. We recently got this gold demo leaked that had some new Pokemon in it. There was, like, a baby Meowth. Um, sure. There was, like, a weird pincer evolution that I think probably became Heracross. I don't know. I mean, I think there are cool ways that they can freshen up the original 151 uh, and bring them up to scale with, like, a more modern sense of what Pokemon is. Yeah, I think at the very so, least I don't know. they, add, they I should wonder add how more... experimental they'll really get. At the very least, I feel like they should add more, like, Alola-type forms. Uh, not just sure. because I thought those were really cool in Sun and Moon, but also because uh, when you think about the type balance in, in Gen 1's Pokedex, it's just not there. Yeah. <laughs> and the, right. they could do a lot to, to 
There's only three ghost Pokemon, and they're all part poison. And the only dragon move in the game doesn't, like, it it does a specific amount of HP damage. It doesn't have a a strength to it. (laughs) Right, which is why I think they're including Alolan forms, like the ghost-type Marowak is really good. Um, That's actually going to be great in Lavender Tower, in Pokemon Tower. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then um, using the, using the yeah. 151 is probably a good way to get people up to speed on a lot of the new rules that have come in around types and battling and, and specials and physical moves and stuff like that. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think also probably the new rules they're going to be using moving forward on this series. It sounds like whatever they're doing for the core RPG uh, next year, it could be a really big change from what we've seen up until Sun and Moon if they're trying to integrate that a little better with the Let's Go line. Yeah. I'd love to see them carry yeah. over roaming Pokemon in the field from the Let's Go. Yes, please. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, like, cool, like, maybe I, I walk around in tall grass and I can get one of them to pop out of the tall grass and run around, but, like, I, I don't want to cool. just have random battles anymore. Yeah, I've been over that since Earthbound. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You liked, you liked it before uh, it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, should we talk about E3? Should we get into our predictions? Nah. There's no E3 this year. <laughs> okay, I guess. You twisted should my we, arm. Like, talk about Smash? E3's coming up. Let's predict stuff. Well, we're actually going to talk about Smash last in this episode, I think, because we still don't know That's true. exactly to what degree Smash this is, is a new game. Smash is a mystery. So I think we're going to save this right. We're, we're going to talk about our E3 predictions, and then we'll get into... Because Smash is, in a way, its own E3 prediction. Just determining what exactly this game is. So, who wants to start us off? I can start off. I think. Um, All right. Woo! I think one game that has a good chance of being there, even though Nintendo hasn't really hinted at it, is uh, Animal Crossing. I mean, it's okay. it's you know it's it's one of their their popular franchises, and it, at this point, it's you know a little weird that we haven't really heard much about it on Switch, especially considering you know they launched the mobile app, and they typically. Nintendo has even said they typically like to launch mobile apps within with close proximity to uh, a main series game, you know, so they can do exactly what they're right. doing with Pokemon Go. You bring them in with the mobile app, and then you convert them to the more core experience. Well, and so and far, the also, model for that is they release Mario Run, and then a year later, they release Mario Odyssey. So we're about... Well, I don't remember exactly when Animal Crossing launched, but we'll be coming up on a year It was out since, around last November. Yeah, it'll, we'll be coming up on a year this mm-hmm. year. Right. So. And... Um, well, the other thing is, Nintendo has said in the past that, uh, you know, after they've uh, sort of established a new console, the, you know, the second and third year after that is spent reaching out to audiences that they didn't successfully reach in year one with their just sort of, you know, here's what we've got out the gate. Um, and so in the past, they've said that whenever they try to reach out to especially female gamers, the, their go-to is Kirby, Yoshi, Animal Crossing. They always yeah. try to launch those three games together in the same mm-hmm. year. Yeah. And we've already got uh, Kirby. We know Yoshi's coming this year. So I would be very surprised if we don't hear about an Animal Crossing game sometime in the near future. Yeah. Yep, this that's a good point. I also like that you brought up Yoshi, because I definitely think that's being shown off at E3 and launching this year. Okay. Yeah. They they announced it for 2018, so if it's not at E3, they're in in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Animal Crossing was going to be one of my predictions, but I feel like we've cried wolf on that just so many times that I just didn't bother. (laughs) Sure. Uh, I do do hope that if they announce it, though, that they focus on local multiplayer, which is not really something that was a big thing in New Leaf as much as it Mm, was in, like, the the other console games, since this is, after all, Mm -hmm. a home console. Um... 
And it, they can very much incorporate the two-controller style of, like, Pokemon Let's Go. Yeah. And have one person on each Joy-Con. Yeah. I mean, you have four face buttons and an analog stick on each side. You so. can shake trees together. Yeah. And you can shake sh- trees by shaking the Joy-Con. And, and beyond <laughs> just having true. the two controllers, it would also be nice to see them give you a reason to have two Switches in your household. Uh, yeah. And this could be a good opportunity to do that. Yeah. Um, all right, I actually don't know if they're going to be announcing Animal Crossing this year. I'm not ready to predict that because they've already got Pokemon, they've already got Smash Bros, they've already got Fire Emblem. Uh, my next prediction of what they've already got is Pikmin 4. Oh, yeah. Which has been finished for two years now. Oh, way more than uh, that. <laughs> um, so I think sure, that's being shown never off sure how this much year. We should trust Miyamoto when he says stuff like that, though. <laughs> well, that may, that may have been Hey Pikmin, but I really, really yeah. doubt it. Yeah. Um, he doesn't seem to be. So I think Pikmin that. Four is coming, and I think that with this lineup, they're already covered, and they're going to want to save Animal Crossing for 2019 when it can supplement Pokemon and carry the Switch's sales uh, that year. So Animal Crossing is one of Nintendo's best-selling software mm-hmm. franchises, and they've already got enough to carry it through 2018. I think they're going to want to save it for a year when they need more content. That makes sense. I, I just I just looked up the Pikmin thing. It was three years ago when Miyamoto said it was almost done, and then uh, last year at about this time he said that it was still in the works. So it was not the Hey Pikmin game. It's, he confirmed that it is something different. So yep. oh, okay, okay. So I think we're seeing Pikmin four this year. That yeah. would make sense. Yeah. I my my first prediction I guess would be that I think we'll see a big single player only game. So, why big? I mean, bigger than Pikmin and Yoshi and Fire Emblem, which we know are coming. Not big like Breath of the Wild sequel or Mario Odyssey sequel, but like maybe a 2D Mario game or a 2D Zelda game or a new IP that we haven't heard of. And the reason why I think Uh, that might happen is they haven't really had any like huge single-player games on their docket for this year. And it seems like a big gaping mm -hmm. hole in their lineup. Well, you mentioned uh, I could uh, see a 2D Zelda game. Yeah, it I was going to say like the same. 2D it's... Mario games have all gone co-op. Well, um, yeah, that's fair to say. Uh, 2D's, I think it's probably time for a 2D Zelda game. I think they probably yeah. should have a 2D Mario game soon because that franchise just has so much potential to be huge if they can reinvigorate the brand. Yeah, I mean, they're going to need to do something better than New Super Mario Bros. Yeah, because it's clear from the reception to the 3DS and Wii U games that no one was interested enough in sticking with those games to buy them. Like, buy, right, buy, they buy were hardware good in 2006, yeah. in 2008 or 9, And seven? they were still, like, with some of the Ten biggest years games ago on those the platforms, <laughs> but they were not lighting right. up the charts. Well, right, I mean, they're not, they're not still new. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. talked about this it many even, times. It doesn't even make sense. Right, um, and I think we've talked about this before, but they've been falling back on that old, like old school mm-hmm. NES era art style uh, in a lot of their artwork mm-hmm. for Mario Odyssey, for example. And I'd love to see them yeah. revive that style uh, and, and actually, you know, articulate it properly in a two D game. Uh, so mm-hmm. that would that's, that's a good really point. any like big exciting two D Mario game. Like put put the level of creativity into it that you put into Mario Odyssey, and it'll sell. Right. It'll sell gigatons of copies. Right. Gigatons. <laughs> gigatons. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm with uh, you on Zelda there. I, I didn't have 2D Zelda specifically, but my list had like a minor slash spin-off Zelda game. Because, you know, they, they always seem to alternate between the big console Zelda and then some sort of multiplayer or spin-off or 2D Zelda. You know, it's it's, it's not always 2D, but there's, I, there's always a, some smaller Zelda adventure in between. I have a hard time believing that after Breath of the Wild, they're going to tr- think that they can get away with a smaller scale Zelda, big Zelda, 3D Zelda game. Um, well, I mean, I, I'm I'm thinking more like a link between worlds where you're looking at like 3D environments but well, top-down gameplay. Okay, sure. I, I I don't know. I don't know how people. I don't know if people would really consider that a 3D Zelda game. I don't know if I really consider that a 3D Zelda game. <laughs> yeah, they don't really. Well, I mean, a link between worlds does when you merge into the walls, but then obviously your mobility is pretty limited to uh, the walls. So yeah, and I, I I kind of hope that their their strategy with Zelda is not now like big grand 3D open world game and then like 3D light like that would seem to not really be a good use of two different styles. Yeah, I agree. I, right. I'd like to see them get back to a traditional Link to the Past style. And, like, it doesn't yeah. even have to be a full-price game. Um, you know, you can... If you if you put in the effort and just make a, a, a decent 2D-style Zelda, you could release that as an eShop digital exclusive for 20 30 bucks or something like that, and it would be very low budget, take very small amount of time to make compared to a Breath of the Wild or even in a Link Between right. Worlds. Yeah. And it's going to sell millions. You know, look at, how, look at how indie games that copy Zelda... So on the eShop, and imagine how a real Zelda with an indie price tag is going to sell. And I think that that's a, a huge opportunity that Nintendo should be doing more with across all their franchises, really. You know, like a Metroid, Mario, you name it. They, there's, there's a lot of hunger for that retro-style gameplay, and I think Nintendo could capitalize it by making sort of in, indie-sized adventures, but with, you know, the official Nintendo seal on them. Yeah. It's actually really interesting that you say that because one of my predictions is that we're going to see what they're going to start doing with their lineup of classic games mm-hmm. uh, from NES to Super Nintendo to the Game Boy consoles, N64, GameCube even, on Nintendo Switch. I mean, I think they're going to take it on a game-by-game basis, and I think they can update a lot of their classic games uh, in fresh, artistic ways, like completely change the art style of something. Uh, and modernize it. Like, I could totally see, like, a sort of hand-drawn comic-style Kirby and the Amazing Mirror put on the eShop for 15 bucks. Okay. You know? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, cool. Personally, I feel like they're not going to touch up their 2D games too much just because they hold up actually pretty well, as as is. I agree. I do think uh, but something I mean, like I think an, my main point is game. that we'll see them start to trickle out updated games. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. think N64 is going to be a big part of it. I think GameCube is going to be a big part of it. Um, yeah, because those two Yeah, that's another yeah, of my prediction list is that we'll, uh, essentially we'll finally see GameCube games announced for Switch. I think, I think that's right. got to be coming soon, especially that Nintendo... I mean, we know last year they patched in the ability to play with GameCube controllers, but that was actually not intentional. They just they patched in more third-party support in general, and according to Reggie, they were actually surprised when it made GameCube uh, controllers compatible. <laughs> Whereas that's more great. recently, they just teamed up to officially license a GameCube knockoff controller for the Switch. 
So that mm -hmm. suggests to me that intentional move to add GameCube controller support suggests to me that it's you know a little more probable maybe that uh, GameCube announcements are coming soon. And you know well, right. Eurogamer and, I... and some of those other websites that first reported they had inside sources saying uh, GameCube games would come to Switch. They're all still standing by those. You know they say Nintendo's internal plan shifted because of the NES Classic and the SNES Classic and changes to their online program, their Nintendo Switch Online, you know, which comes with the digital library and so forth, but that they are still planning, according to their sources, to bring GameCube games to the console. So I think yeah. this could, fingers crossed, this could finally be the E3 where it's announced. Yeah. I'm curious how much they yeah. prioritize them, but but I feel like they are finally coming. They're, they're finally old enough that um, right. they're, they're starting to command a lot of high, really high secondhand prices. And so I think right. Nintendo just, they know that that's happening, and they've been capitalizing on that with their classic consoles, but GameCube is sort of that point where they can't really make a good, affordable classic console for GameCube, probably. Like they well, right, for... and so I think the, the move is then to remaster those games in some way, make them available on Switch in a way that really uh, meshes well with the Switch as a new piece of hardware, rather than just dumping every GameCube ROM into a into a one-size-fits-all GameCube emulator. Yeah, you know, optimize at the very least, each game for be, Switch and release it be, for 20 to 30 bucks individually. Right. At the very least, it's got to be universally widescreen supported, and it's got to right. have updated controls yeah. when, they're, when they're needed. And I mean, a lot, of, a lot of GameCube games enabled progressive scan, too. I mean, a lot of these games can be up-resed, I think, yeah. uh, to fit the Switch really well without looking like gross GameCube emulated Yeah, it's not like the uh, N64 where you really do need they to can just run natively the really beautifully. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I think we're going to start to see what they're doing with classic games from all sorts of console generations. I think we are going to get more info on the online experience, the subscription service that includes 10 NES games. And hopefully but hopefully they start that, talking we're about Super Nintendo. We're also going to start to see what there. they're going to do with, right, Super Nintendo, N64, even maybe, hopefully, Game Boy experiences. I yeah, think I we're like... just going to get a sense of what they do with their back catalog on the Switch because we have not seen that yet, and that's what everyone wants to see. I feel like their their online library thing is probably going to hit NES, SNES, Game Boy, and Game Boy Advance at the, like that's those those I feel like are are a lock. Yeah, yeah. Well, especially would, since it, it's looking that. more and more likely that we're getting an N sixty four classic because of uh, was it uh, copyright filed I believe for the for the N sixty four console shape and the controller well, shape and so on and so I forth. Think. Okay, yeah. But, um, so yeah, I, I think it would make sense maybe that they choose to go that route for N64 instead of giving them a sort of virtual console or a digital library. Yeah. yeah. In a similar vein, I think in preparation for Metroid Prime 4, we are going to see them remaster the Metroid Prime trilogy yes, in please. HD and yeah. give it motion controls with Switch's Joy-Cons. I would so you can love essentially it. play GameCube style or Wii style with all three Metroid Prime games. Yeah. In HD! Yeah. Yeah! I feel like Prime 4 is just far off, far off enough that that just has to happen. Otherwise, there will be no Metroid yeah, game me on too. this system for way, way too long. Mm -hmm. I also think yeah. it'd be kind of nice if they took this opportunity to redo Metroid Prime Hunters, partly because, you know, they've got their Ooh. online service launching, and if they really, like, rethink that in, in the right way, they could pitch it as a hero shooter. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, they could even just be... make that like an, an online on, or a, a multiplayer only type experience. It wouldn't necessarily yeah. have to have the sing the boring. Let's be honest, the boring, repetitive single player campaign. <laughs> yeah, um, they yeah. they could just make that focused on on multiplayer, both local and uh, online, would be great. And part of the reason why I think that's a good idea beyond just the multiplayer aspect of it is if they want Prime Four to have anything to do with Silux, a character who came out of Hunters. Oh, yeah. People are going to need to be introduced to Silux who didn't play great the Hunters on DS. And That's if a really they're good point. releasing Metroid Prime Trilogy you know, around the same time, I feel like people aren't going to be all up in arms if they release Hunters. And You know what? Let's go all the way. Throw Federation Force oh, in God. there. Oh, God. Um, you need Federation possible. Force if you want to know Silux's story, Alex. It's even like possible that if they really want to... What's that? I feel like they poisoned the well on that one a bit too much. Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't think they're bringing that back. But yeah, yeah, it's Hunters even possible that they could sort maybe of include uh, a supplementary comic. Hunters doesn't have that horrible Federation reputation. Force. Like people seem to think the multiplayer was pretty good for the time on DS, even if it wasn't right. like the best thing. Yeah, I, right. I, I'm not necessarily. I don't. I don't really have much faith in them just releasing um, a new version of Hunters, but I could see that being added to the Prime Trilogy as a like an expanded multiplayer mode sort of based on Hunters for the Prime Trilogy to sweeten the pot. I think that would be pretty great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Agreed. All right. Um, Fire Emblem. That's got to show up. Oh, yeah, because that's, right? that's 2018. They did say it's coming out this year. I yep. don't okay, cool. really know what to expect out of it, aside from maybe just a prettier version of the 3DS games they've been making. Like they, I mean, yeah, they've found here. the winning-ish formula. Yeah, I, I really cannot say anything about Fire Emblem beyond it's gonna be the same thing. Yeah, it was the <laughs> only franchise they had last generation that grew during last generation. So there, there's right. no way they they veer from that path. Right. Um, I mean, I think there's a chance they do something sort of like Fire Emblem Echoes in the, like, overworld map and dungeon crawling style, um, but uh, writ large, I think they're gonna stick to the system of support conversations and relationships and, uh, building your, your castle in Fates was a really cool feature. I think they're gonna keep that up. Yeah, that's probably a crazy new feature, It's but they're not gonna veer maybe. from the, they're not gonna veer from the series I, core. But... Essentially, I really think it's going to look a lot like what we've seen the last couple of years, though. Yeah, probably. Uh, third-party predictions. Anyone expect any big third-party announcements so, coming here? I think the the biggest third-party prediction I have is not a specific announcement, but more that I think the show is going to be unusually focused on third-party games for a Nintendo Direct. Uh, okay. For a Nintendo E3 Direct, in particular. Uh, mostly because I just don't think the quantity of like big new stuff that's going to be out in a reasonable amount of time that hasn't already been announced is really going to be that big for Nintendo this year. Fair enough. So it's really just the ratio of third party to first party will, will probably be bigger. I think I've got a, a, a sort of far out one that I think is, is more realistic than people think. And that is, I think the resident evil two remake will be announced for switch. Oh, oh yeah. good point. I think that's, that, that's oh, a pretty good likely. Call. 
Yeah, Capcom, uh, actually, they, they asked Nintendo after receiving the first dev kit for Switch to add more RAM specifically so that it could support the RE engine that 7 is built on and that uh, presumably 2 is built on. Yeah. And Nintendo complied. So, uh, and you know, as we saw recently, Resident Evil 7 was released on Switch in Japan, but only as a, a sort of a, a streaming game where, you, you know, you have to... It's it's like cloud gaming. You you know you pay a subscription and then uh, most of the processing is done outside of the Switch itself. But you know seven seven was not built with Switch in mind, and Switch was sort of retroactively upgraded to be able to support future RE Engine games. But with with two, they could actually build it from the ground up with Switch in mind and with Switch's hardware in mind. So I think that's very well, possible. You know, speaking of seven and cloud, <laughs> I think wow they're gonna port. Kingdom Hearts 3 to Nintendo Switch. That, yeah, that was one of my predictions, and too. Final Fantasy 7 remake at some point. That, in 30 years when year. it comes out. But it's coming. I, I <laughs> think it's Smash, I, it's I coming. I heard today that, that there was a slide that said that f- some component of Final Fantasy 7 remake will be out this year. I think I, th- I think I saw that. Uh, ooh, I mean, it is episodic. Yeah, I right. would n- honestly not be surprised if 7 remake comes to Switch. I mean... I don't know Cloud that I'd be Smash surprised Bros. from like a marketing standpoint. Like it makes sense to put it there. I feel like they're shooting technical a standpoint. little higher technically than maybe Switch can do well yeah. enough. I mean, they're spending so much time on it, though. I do think something Final Fantasy will come. Well, I mean, at least it's built in, in yeah. Unreal instead of Luminous, so that makes it a lot easier to work with. And Nintendo's been yeah. a lot more Unreal 4 friendly lately, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, it could it could still be a big project because I mean all of the yeah. all of the rumbling suggests that it's in uh, development heck, so to speak. So I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, that was. <laughs> I don't know how easy it's going to be to uh, deport it to Switch, but we'll see. Yeah, I do. I do think <laughs> okay. we see something Final Fantasy if Seven doesn't make it. Maybe a compilation title. Um, I don't know. Oh, what, interesting. I, don't know I what think we could see that target. Final Fantasy Fifteen mobile alternative ported to Switch. <sighs> I'd love to see any Final Fantasy game but Final Fantasy XV ported to Switch, please. <laughs> like, 12, really? 12 like... would be good. Uh, 9 I'd really love. 1 through 6 would be good. <laughs> what about Crisis Core? No Crisis Core? I could get up without ruining my podcast. Set, I would go slam it over. <laughs> um, so I think this is, is this E three. Yeah, let's try that sentence again. This E three will be way too early for anything to be shown. But the team behind Octopath Traveler has now been officially formed into an internal studio of Square Enix that specifically makes Switch games. So going forward, there's going to yeah. be a lot more JRPG Can we love. Crystal Chronicles, please. Crystal What's Chronicles. That? Make it actually... Can we revive Crystal Chronicles and make it actually, like, not a a game hamstrung (laughs) by an accessory? I would be cool with more remakes of, like, those classic Final Fantasy games. Like, do you remember the DS line with Final Fantasy 3 and 4 remade? I could totally see some yeah. of that stuff coming yeah. over to Switch. Um, not like a port, obviously, but I, like a, a new stylized like, kind of chibi Final Fantasy experience. I don't know about chibi, but a lot of people have said they'd really love to see Final Fantasy VI redone in the Archive oh, Traveler my style. God, yes. I would be totally on board with yes. that. And even if even the other Final Fantasy games kind of use a similar graphics-like approach, but maybe not quite the same style, like you can, you could probably hew pretty close to the original styles and just kind of oh no i mean i would love that that's exactly the kind of thing i hope they do with a lot of their retro games i mean i saw like a 3d poly art example of link's awakening on twitter recently 
Um, and I mean, stuff yeah. like that looks amazing. Just anything creative... would be better than what they've been doing on on PC oh, and mobile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, especially now that they see that that's, that retro modern styles have an yeah. audience, you know, they they totally. can do better, and they should. Um, Speaking of remakes, I think Spyro the Dragon Reignited Trilogy will oh, yeah. be coming to Switch. Nintendo actually leaked it yet, themselves. I think the reason it hasn't been announced. <laughs> I know. They did on their yep. little UK store, I believe. And I think the reason it hasn't been announced yet is because they're going to have some kind of Switch exclusive feature, whether that's yeah, that or Maybe Spyro is in Super Smash Brothers. There's also been some rumors so, but that. I do uh, think Crash is there. That Crash is going to have some exclusive content on yeah, Switch Crash, as well. Crash. Yes. So that's definitely what they're holding yep. that back for. Um, I, I would love to see another crazy Nintendo crossover title in the vein of Mario plus Rabbids. Maybe a Wario and Waluigi <laughs> game. We can dream. I would die. <laughs> uh, it's it Because, I, honestly, those characters are probably best farmed out to a third party who can yeah, really go nuts with that's them. That's a good point. In my opinion. I mean, we all saw WarioWare with every game in that series. It was great. Um, yeah. Uh, maybe another plus rabbits game, even that would Waluigi be good, plus rabbits. <laughs> oh god, that's all I need. Yes. Um, um, well, speaking of that, there's the uh, Donkey Kong DLC. Do you think we'll see more Mario plus rabbits content in the future? Well, maybe it probably depends on how well the DLC uh, sells. I, I feel like they're probably closing. Yeah. I feel like they're probably closing the book I, on that pretty yeah, soon, I would just agree. because of I didn't realize how extensive that Donkey oh, no, Kong how much thing was it? until the the recent like media drop. How much is it? Um, it's like its own, it's like its own campaign. Like you get your own, you get your own rabbits yeah, I know, but, for that mode. But like you get a cranky rabbit. Oh, I don't, I don't Did know. you say $20? expansive or expensive, here, Alex? That would explain the confusion. <laughs> Expand. Okay. Expand. There dong. we go. Um, yeah. Um, I'd also love to see a Katamari Damashii oh, title. Oh, that's a good idea. That series has been dormant for a while, but this platform is just, like, the perfect place. Although I felt that about DS and Wii and 3DS and Wii yeah. U also. But there's so much excitement around Switch. Like, that 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 franchise is just perfect. Yeah, I would agree with that for sure. Um, I have a long shot here. I mean, we've seen Crash remade. We're seeing Spyro remade. Uh, I don't... Banjo-Kazooie? Yeah, that's exactly where I'm going with this. Please, Microsoft's please. remaking Banjo-Kazooie in, three, in HD. They're putting it on Xbox One, followed by Nintendo Switch. And I think they're going to lead that trailer for that Banjo-Kazooie happen. HD into the trailer for Super Smash Brothers. Please. Ow. Mm. Mm. I think that's, that's playable. I think that's a little too wishful, but I would love it. <laughs> and Microsoft actually said recently that they'd be open to uh, more teams or uh, other like non-Microsoft teams working on uh, rare properties going forward. You know, if if the pitch is right, basically. Right. Which is great. So speaking of long shots, I would love to see a game from From Software that Doubt isn't it. a Dark Souls game. <laughs> okay. Now. I doubt it also, but, you know. So, do we ever find out who, what platforms that Shadows Die Twice game is going to be on? I don't think they announced anything. Shadows Die Twice? And the reason why I bring that up is because I heard, 
It's the, it's the thing they announced. Sad or the Hedgehog sequel at, name. Uh, the Game Awards. <laughs> oh God, they they teased it at the Game Awards, and but I don't. They, they didn't really say anything about it. Yeah, except for platform to be announced game. still. And I think I heard Jason Schreier say on the Kotaku split screen podcast that people are going to be very surprised by the publisher of that game, which made me think: Is it going to be announced at Ooh. Nintendo's E3 Ooh. Direct? That would be, like, such a long shot, but be since cool. he left that door wide open, I'm now thinking it's maybe As long as we're possible. speaking of From Software, I would love to see a follow-up to 3D.GameHeroes, because we've already been talking about how cool a 2D-style Legend of Zelda game would be on the Switch, and 3D.GameHeroes was an amazing 2D Zelda clone where you can customize your own character. They got a really cool retro art style. Um, it's a really great single-player adventure like we've been talking about. That would be a great way for From Software yeah. to really make our home on the Nintendo Switch. I always forget that was them. Right? Because, you know, you're not, like, murdering demons in it. <laughs> well, yeah, it was their first Zelda-like before the uh, the new Zelda-likes. Yeah. Uh, hey, what about yeah. a Castlevania reboot? Yeah, I've heard a lot of rumblings. Konami is showing an action-adventure game on multiple platforms, including Switch. So that's possible. And there's the Netflix series, also, too. I mean, yeah. is the time right? Yeah, I was going to say, tie, tie into the Netflix series. Yeah. Well, who knows what Konami's going to do, because <laughs> they're Konami. But They're going to authorize Simon you know, Belmont for do Smash. It, now is... What do we think about that rumor? <laughs> that is a rumor. Emphasis on rumor. <laughs> <laughs> I think Bomberman's probably, oh, probably that's more a good likely point. for yeah. Smash than, than Simon Belmont. Um... Like, Simon Belmont got in Bomberman, but Bomberman will get in Smash. Hmm. <laughs> One thing I'd really love to see from third parties is a lot of, like, old-school PC games. Oh. Games that haven't really ever made it on recent platforms. So, like, id Software's Commander Keen, or Epic Games, <laughs> or Oregon Trail, or, or like SimCity. Or Oregon Trail. Yeah, so games like that that kind of have fallen off of consoles, yeah. or never were really I there really in the first place. I really love that idea. Like, Switch has been... Yeah, like, people haven't seen these games yeah. in so long, and Switch is a perfect console. I'd probably for, like, buy Jazz Jackrabbit just for the and throwback. those games would not have... Yeah. And these games have, like, probably no develop, like no performance yeah. overhead. Like, they could easily Yeah, I could Switch. totally see, like, a collection of, like, Carmen Sandiego, you know? Um, yeah. Something in that vein. Yeah. Cool. Now that all of us, like, kids who were born in the 80s and 90s are adults with growing disposable income. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's growing income is well, a I cool say idea. I, I, I really like, uh, the, the coming up on 30 homeowner yep, over hi. here. But you guys will get there. <laughs> okay, I hope. You guys, be, you guys, too, will be old someday. Oh, no. You're just filling me up with defeats here, Alex. <laughs> Um, it's okay. I apologize. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, that's it for me for third parties. That's pretty much it for me for all my I predictions. Like that was a lot, yeah, me too. All right, so should we talk Smash? Except for the yeah, Smash let's talk about Smash. Yeah. So super. Oh, although, go ahead. 
Although I feel like my Smash predictions are less predictions because I really just have no clue at this yeah. point and more just yeah. And dreams. I mean, we don't really know what this game is. I think that's a lot of the that's a lot of why we saved this for last because kind of part of E3 predictions is predicting what is this Smash game? Is it Smash Four with new characters and new content? Is it something brand new? I tend to I, think it's something new built it- with the same Smash Four engine. See, I, I can already refute that because the reason I think it's a new game, and I think it will recycle a lot of content from Smash 4, but the reason I'm so convinced it's a new game is because the guy who worked on it listed online on his profile that he wrote, or that he, he programmed the new rendering engine for the game. And then as soon as he oh. wrote that, Nintendo made him yeah. take his entire account offline. So, Okay, I love this. Yeah. <laughs> so... I, 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 yeah, and I, not only that, but the branding identity for the game so far is just so different yeah. than Smash 4. Like, there's, it's got to be hewing much closer to it. I game, agree with that. Even if it's borrowing a lot of assets. Um, I, 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 this is more in wishlist territory, but I do think this is a good time to sort of refresh the game. Oh, in, I completely in some agree. Ways. Not like the core gameplay, but like the characters and the way that yeah. they play. Uh, Especially now that Switch is just such a big new audience who has been introduced to these characters in games that don't really resemble a lot of the right. games that get referenced in the way Smash characters Well, and I think so play. much of Smash has been so like, focused on keeping the legacy going from its previous iteration. There are a lot of characters in it now, though, that aren't really as relevant. I mean, I think that they can take this opportunity to really get a great core, cohesive game going on the Switch and then use content models that we've seen successfully work in Splatoon and Overwatch to keep Smash Bros. going for a long time. I can really easily see this game building a completely new engine, like really starting as a completely fresh new game with about 30 characters that represent where Nintendo is right now and gradually build its way up to the 60 or so we've come to expect out of Smash by adding new ones over time for free. Um, I think yeah, that's a great they, way they to can't get copy the pricing I, I model from last like gen because that was just broken. But <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree with you, Colin. I think they're going to start with a smaller roster, and, and I think it it's time. an. Oh, and go ahead. I think there are practical reasons for doing that too, because it lets them get the game out sooner right. than they probably would have otherwise. Not that they haven't had any time to work on it, because I think they've. It's been more time since Smash Four than it was between the announcement of Smash Four and right. when that game came out. But, uh, like, they if they are really redoing things in a significant way, like, they probably need more time to get it up to the 60 right, roster. Right, exactly. And not only the, the character roster, but the stages, the modes. I mean, we saw in Smash 4 this reluctance to deviate from what Smash already was. I think we saw a lot of shortcuts being taken in reincorporating stages like yeah, Smashville, stages but then in Smash also 4. including mm-hmm. Town and City, which is essentially Smashville with a moving background and different floating platforms. I think they can really trim down a lot <laughs> of their own representation and make a really good cohesive Smash experience before building on it. Uh, that doesn't yeah. get caught up in satisfying every single person's expectation from previous Smash games, just building something that represents what Nintendo is in the here and now. Yeah, and I feel like the way that they'll sort of counteract people's expectations being sky high is they'll make just the stuff that's there just so fresh and new and improved 
that it doesn't matter that the quantity is not there. Everything still feels, feels well, right. Good, and I know. think like they can, for example, yeah. like remake stages from 64 and melee, not just port the data in with the same old graphics, but like bring them up to snuff, make them visually really impressive on switch. Um, there's no yeah. reason Dreamland needs to be pixel art. It looks gross as pixel art. I know it's got the fun retro style, yeah. but you can, you know, you can meet halfway. Yeah, I'm trying to imagine like a redone Fountain of Dreams, for example, and that could right. look really. I mean, great you look at what they do up. in Project M. I yeah. mean, I think another huge opportunity that they have uh, with Smash Four is bringing skins into the equation and really going all out. I mean, we've seen Link has his Breath of the Wild outfit. Uh, and I'm kind of wondering if this is an opportunity yeah. to start giving lots more characters lots of new costume options. I mean, just between Breath of the Wild, Super well, now, are Mario you thinking Odyssey, that Breath of the Wild Link is is just a costume I or a new that character? That's a new look for Link. I don't think they're going to separate Link from Breath That'll of the Wild. That'll probably be Link, right? Great. That's what you're basically the saying. The gameplay is so yeah. different in Breath of the Wild, you know, with with the runes and everything. That I, I think it would be a waste not to make a new Breath of the Wild specific Link. But I mean, you, you might have problems then if you have mul- that many Links. But right. I, people will probably disagree. But I could do without normal adult Link. I love Toon Link. I never really play regular Link. If if regular Link was just made into a new Breath of the Wild character, I think I would find that more enjoyable that's personally. fair enough i mean i would counter i think that like toon link for example has a lot more moveset potential from wind waker and phantom hourglass and spirit tracks that they don't use um in smash and i feel like they're really just going to keep one character uh as one character to the best they can something like toon link is so drastically different visually from link but a breath of the wild is yeah. really more of just a costume change i feel like it would be a little too redundant to give it its own character slot um, but likewise, sort of I think they're off. also going to merge other characters like Dr. Mario and Dark Pit back into skins like they did with Alf and Olimar. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, that, that's a good segue to one of the ideas I had, which was that you take the idea of alts that they had in Smash 4 and expand that just tremendously. Fold in a lot of the clones into alts. Uh-huh. Uh, add, uh, like, way more alts and give some of them, like, little tweaked movesets. Like, a good example for one that I think would be really cool is a uh, Mr. L alt for Luigi. Oh, just yeah. Him, so, like, really... Oh, yeah. Like, modify his moveset a little bit and maybe give him one, like, really unique special move. And sure. I think that's a good way to sort of pad out the lineup without just everything being, like, without too many clones clogging up, like, the roster. Like, I the, totally agree. the named character roster. But, you know, and that could replace the custom moves that they had in Smash 4. Like, I don't think that that necessarily needs to stick around. This yeah. could be a good way to keep that idea. I honestly forgot about them. <laughs> yeah, right. They were <laughs> such a good idea, but they were so half-baked. Yeah. And they were so hard to unlock. That was, a real, that was the real nightmare. Yeah. Right. And th- this would be an opportunity to sort of theme those kinds of things, those kinds of customization options a little bit better. Yeah. Which is something that I kind of was disappointed in in Smash 4. Like, we had yeah. all these custom moves, but they, they didn't really seem to fit any context. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, I agree with, uh, like, Dr. Mario being rolled back into just being an alternative Mario. But I, I'm hoping that what we know as Mario and Mario plus Cappy both exist as separate characters. Because I think you can do a lot of cool stuff with Cappy. And, again, I think it would be a missed opportunity not to capitalize <laughs> capitalize oh on, uh, on that new iteration of the character. I'd, I'd honestly rather they replace the Mario that we've had with, with Cappy. Yeah, I, get, like, I'm with you. A little boring. Balls, but get rid of Flood. At the very least, get rid of yeah, Flood and replace that Flood's with Cappy. Flood's not necessary. Yeah, Flood is especially not, not um, great. Like, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of baggage that I think they need to cut and make way, room for newer stuff. But I there's also a lot agree. of like 
there's a lot of ways that can deepen the characters beyond just redoing their basic movesets. Right. So what do we think uh, this is going to look like in terms of newcomers? I mean, are we getting Springman? Are we getting Paper Mario? Are we getting Captain Toad? Waluigi? Who Captain Toad? Any characters I, that aren't from Mario? I think Captain Toad is actually really, really I possible. So um you know, they, they love having characters uh, included in Smash that are in, in recently launched or upcoming mm-hmm. games. And there's been so much Toad love lately. Like, you know, he's he's in every level of Odyssey. And then they're porting the 3D, they're porting the, uh, the Wii U game to both 3DS mm-hmm. and Switch and adding extra content. So I think, and it's, it's not just my love of Captain Toad. I think now Nintendo has finally grasped <laughs> the, 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 the greatness of the Toad. And they yeah, love him I agree too. With you. So I think it's, it's legitimately yeah. possible. This and Toad's been a holdout in Smash for so long, and now there's a perfect excuse to put him in because he'll right. have such a unique move set. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think I think this is Waluigi's time too. I think this is King K. Rule's time. I think we're going to see a lot of characters who sort of placed in the Smash pole, uh, but didn't get their you know weren't Bayonetta essentially are going to sure. make it through. I think <clears throat> we have a chance to see um, like Gino. I think we have a chance to see Takamaru, who was originally going to be included in Smash 4 and uh, eventually was not. Um, I, But also, going back to my Kingdom Hearts E3 prediction, I also think we're going to see Sora as a playable character in Smash 5. Yeah, if Kingdom Hearts 3 makes it to, to Switch, I think that's a definite possibility. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's a big if, but if if the first thing happens, then it would just it would make sense, honestly. I also think this is Shovel Knight's chance to show up. I mean, Shovel Knight at Me the too. launch of Switch did so well in the best selling charts. It was, Shovel Knight was there for months and months and months, and there's no way they didn't see that. Uh, and it was the first uh, third party character to get an amiibo. Right. Too. I mean, I think in terms of indie support, like the Switch is bound to get some sort of indie love for its Smash Bros uh, roster, and Shovel Knight's the character to do it, I think. I think we'll probably see a lot of third-party stuff in general. Maybe I not think so too. At, at launch, but if they really do go with the service model, that's a great way to just keep... You know, as a, as a popular game shows up, you just roll out a character associated with that game. They don't necessarily have to be timed, but you, yeah. you saw something with Smash 4 where, like... Well, Street Ryan Fighter got a game, up. and Bayonetta sort of up. in that, sort of in that same time frame, Ryu yeah. was was introduced, and then Bayonetta, yeah, and then Cloud showed up right before the remake was announced. Like right. these games don't have to necessarily be timed together, but if there's a big thing that's coming and a big thing that third parties are excited about, and then Nintendo fans are excited about, you know, feature that franchise and exactly. Do we think there's going to be any Make Minecraft a celebration content of everything in here? on Switch? Uh, I'm not sure. I could see a Minecraft level. I, no, I don't see think we need Steve as a playable character. Or a okay. assist trophy. Okay. I don't think they if would they have Minecraft have representation without a playable character. But I also have trouble seeing Steve as a playable character. At yeah. the same time, Minecraft is Minecraft. And it's on Nintendo. Yeah. I, they've got to be doing something, right? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe assist trophies. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I can see an assist trophy. Oh, I, I have one other like sort of uh, far out guess yeah. slash prediction that I think has some chance of happening, but yeah, Rabid Peach is oh a playable God. character Peach would be great. because she just she blew up <laughs> so much on the internet. She just became Hashtag this, this lovable meme. 
Um, <laughs> but some sort of representation from Mario plus Rabbids, I think, would be a pretty good move. And I, I don't know if Nintendo sees Rabbid Peach as the star of that game, but the internet sure <laughs> I does. I could see Rayman as a playable character, and then the Mario clothed Rabbids as like a team as an assist trophy. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. Because I don't think any singular character from Mario plus Rabbids would be able to make it as a playable character. And at the same time, the nondescript rabid characters, I couldn't see just playing as one rabid. Maybe I could see as playing as like a team of three. Um, but that I is don't a know. Team based game, so Sakurai makes a possible. lot of strange decisions. <laughs> we'll see how it how it shapes up. Yeah, I'm I've I've been kind of thinking about like what would Sakurai's like choice picks be? And some of the things I've come up with were Decidui. Decidui was great. I would very much. I would. He would just be, happy be so replacing unique. Decidui with replacing Greninja with Decidui. Yes, agreed. Uh, I could see Urbosa making it in from Breath of the Wild. Okay, oh, she's yeah. sort of like a fan favorite. I'd be okay with that character that seems to be pretty popular in Japan. Okay. Um, oh, in Japan, she's. I popular? believe so. Um, I don't see that just because they don't have a history of incorporating one-off Zelda characters. They had Sheik. Yeah, fair enough. Sheik was very much a one-off Zelda character. Yeah, I think that that was Until part of incorporating Zelda, though. I think that was part of they what made that inclusion unique. But, but Sheik has stuck around. They've never gotten rid of Sheik. Well, yeah. I mean, they don't tend to cut Smash characters that aren't garbage Sheik was pretty popular yeah (laughs) Yeah, like i mean you can see why they cut peach well they cut mewtwo i guess mewtwo's really popular anyway i don't know i i I just think that if we're gonna see a zelda character i think think we're gonna see something like impa or um yeah impa's possible like or linkle something that yeah something that represents something new right yeah Uh, yeah maybe well, I mean, I guess Urbosa is new, but something that's gonna, yeah, that's gonna last longer something than that's gonna one have entry of right. Yeah, like we don't yeah. see any of the sages from Ocarina of Time. We see that actually sure. Urbosa would be a great Hyrule Warriors character. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I don't, uh, if they, well, I don't know. Maybe we're ready for Hyrule Warriors too. I am. I think it's coming. I mean, uh, Koei has already said. Uh, that uh, they, I think it was Koei's president, said that they, he wanted to make a Fire Emblem Warriors 2. So, yeah, there's no way those are one on one collaborations. No. That's for uh-uh. sure. Yeah. 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 There's so much to build on, and it's such a great fan service to Zelda, so, I mean, it, it all worked so well. I've been playing the Switch port a lot. Well, plus, Fire Emblem Warriors and Hyrule Warriors are, like, the two highest-rated Warriors games in years, <laughs> because the core series has been going downhill forever. Like, people are not happy with the new one at all, and it's it's been a, it's been a downhill trend for a while, so, honestly, like, I mean, the two Nintendo they should stop making Dynasty Warriors good, games and just make Nintendo they Warriors They have such games good pre-existing game systems to work from that it doesn't surprise me that that's what's keeping the Warrior series fresh and exciting. Yeah. So yeah, Koei Tecmo said that they want to do Fire Emblem Warriors 2, and they still want to do a Mario game. They said it doesn't necessarily have to be Mario Warriors, but they are, like, begging Nintendo to let them do something with Mario. Nice. That could be fun, though. Well, Mario's ambition. It's not a proper episode of (laughs) Nintendo Week without 
discussing Mother 3. Oh, God. Is that, is that getting is ported to Switch? I, I had on my list of predictions. I had on my list of predictions no Mother no! 3. They're going to announce <laughs> it for Nintendo 3DS. <laughs> Actually, just to break your little heart, Colin. Oh, I mean, I could see that. I wouldn't buy it. <laughs> I think the idea is that they want money, and I'm happy to give them my money for Mother Three. <laughs> but well, it just feels like the, with the, the way the 3DS has been supported lately, which has basically been let's just reuse a bunch of assets from games we've already released. Well, yeah, like, I noticed like, we didn't make any totally 3DS predictions perfect. for E3. <laughs> yeah, they've yeah. said that they're focusing on Switch, so there will be 3DS stuff at the show probably, but right. not much. Yeah. yeah. Mother 3. <laughs> nice. Then Reggie can say, cool. you can stop bothering me about Mother 3 now. Well, actually, I could see them see, announcing wish- a Mother collection. That could be a good, like, tail end of 2018 game. Just, just, oh, like, just a port of those games to one Switch cart. Mother 3DS. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be yeah. cool. I'd be in heaven. I actually, I bought my brother a SNES Classic for his birthday, so he has been, over the past uh, probably two weeks or so, he has been playing Earthbound for the first Mm. time in his life, and he's actually in the final area right now, so I've been getting text messages from him, like, very frustrated (laughs) at all the enemies that are just killing him repeatedly, so... (laughs) Yeah, that, that reminds me. One thing I hope they don't ignore now that they've got the Nintendo Switch online service and the classic games attached to that, I hope they don't neglect the opportunity to start releasing classic games on cartridges again. Yeah. With collections, mm, yeah. with, like, fancy new box art, maybe. Yeah. Like, that would sell gigatons, since that seems to be my new metric for things Well, I think they well. can also, yeah, I mean, That's collections, I think, is a great way to go, because they can just dump all three Donkey Kong Country games onto one cart. They can dump, mm-hmm. you know, they. I think I could totally see them bringing the Wii U HD remakes of the Zelda games onto Switch in one cart. Just port yep. Wind Waker HD, Twilight Princess HD, and then up Skyward Sword, and you're there. Um, yep. So... Yeah. Yeah. We're all on the same page. And that would be that would be another another source for Smash content. Oh, exactly. I mean, I, and I think that's part of why they can go with this sort of periodic update model for Smash anyways, just by including new content for anyone who's already bought the game. It's going to keep the game in the news cycle, and it's going to keep more new customers coming in. Um, and I think that's ultimately probably going to outweigh the cost of of charging well i don't know i mean i don't i don't know how the business all factors into this yeah who knows how they're monetizing right the new smash but anyway i do hope they sustain that game for a long time yeah me too like longer than they have been especially now and that longer got than they did smash wii u fee. yeah and I they mean, did smash wii u for a pretty long time right um but so, i also i mean i think it is a good chance for them to really rebrand smash um, which I think has been a long time coming almost because Brawl did feel in a lot of ways, uh, not mechanically, but content wise, like it was sort of built on the back of Melee and then Smash 4 yeah, felt did. like content wise, it was built on the back of Brawl, you know, every, yeah. when each new game feels like an addendum and not its own polished. We've never, it never really feels experiment. like we've broken away from Melee. No, and I think that it should. Yeah. I mean, Melee and 64 felt like completely different iterations of Smash Bros., whereas it feels like since Melee, they've just been building on what they already have. 
Um, yeah. even and if, if people they don't like that they're breaking fighting away from engine, melee, you know what they could do is they could just release melee on Switch and then they'll well, be happy. Right, right. Put out put out like a melee <laughs> yeah. HD with online support and put out yep. uh done. Right, and put out a new Smash game that's a cohesive brand new one with completely new content all the way around. Yeah. You know, yeah. I I love you know, classic stages, but I I don't want them to look like they did on the GameCube. I don't well, want I don't to, want to feel gross. like I'm playing nothing but classic stages every time. Well, right. I mean, you. Yeah. More good new stages, please. Well, yeah. I mean, the stages in four are just bad. I'm just gonna say. Like, there are some it. that They're are. Bad. There are some that I like despite themselves. Like, I for some reason I'm really am into the Great Cave, whatever one from Kirby. Oh yeah. I don't know why. Well, but I don't know. Just, the lava mechanic is interesting it, enough. That the idea it, of it is just really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there but aren't enough I'd interesting really stages, Skyloft. I think. <laughs> right. And I mean, I, some I, of them... I'm honestly getting sick of the flyover platform thing in general. Like, yeah. come on, you can do better than that. Right. Right. Or at least, if you're not going to do better than that, we don't need that. I would be happier with fewer stages, even if that meant... Yeah. Or I'd be happy with less of that, if it meant fewer stages. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do we think the big, uh, the big thing is going to be for Smash? The big hook? Like... Last year it was Mega Man, or last time it was Mega Man. And uh, Brawl, they announced Snake. Every E3, there's some earth-shattering Smash revelation. It's got to be more third-party characters than before, I feel like. I don't know okay. how much more characters they can pull out of the Nintendo well and really get people Yeah, I agree going. with that. They've tapped out most of the popular ones yeah, at this exactly. point. Well, I think like, they've got... How many more mascots are there? Well, I mean... Look at some characters from Nintendo that have lit the internet on fire. Waluigi, Funky Kong. Um, yeah, Funky Kong. Cranky but Kong, Funky even. Kong really Honestly, they could Smash. add a lot of Kongs. Well, no, but I mean, a new Smash yeah. game is the opportunity to introduce new characters that yeah, a lot of people like. Like, they wouldn't well, sell you Funky say, Kong well, you as say, separate what's the DLC. Hook? And I think, you know, those even those characters, as popular as they are, aren't really the hook. Oh, no, they're not the right. hook. But yeah. they are the Nintendo characters that can come in. Like, they're not out. Yeah, true. But I do agree yeah. with you that I, third party is going to be a big part of it. I think they're going to bring in Crash. I think they're going to bring in Shovel Knight. I think they're going to bring in, like, they're going to, sh- like, Cloud and Ryu and Bayonetta, they're going to be there from the start. Sonic and Mega Man, Pac Man, they're all going to be in there. And they're going to, you know, I think they're going to add a lot of third parties. I and think I they could bring Snake back. Third parties. Could be. They could. I've been hearing rumor- rumblings that that might happen, and they've, you know, already got the base to work from. Right. I don't know if I'd be up for that at this point, just because of what's happened with uh, with Konami and Metal Gear and everything. And I don't know if that's the the collaboration I would want from them, because that seems like a franchise that's trending in the wrong direction. Yeah. But I guess if they can pay homage to Snake yeah, but, and like uh, you know, it's, it's like, hey, why go why go buy Metal Gear? Just buy Smash. Well, this is the right, true Snake rep- experience it's here. It's a pretty authentic representation of Kojima's vision of Metal Gear. Like if they just bring Brawl Snake back, like why not? You know? Yeah. I still favor Bomberman from Konami just because it's a more Nintendo. I would like Bomberman. Yeah, and he's probably just a. I mean, Snake's already a a unique character, character, but he's a unique character that really does fit well with the Smash template. I would like them to bring uh, Squirtle and Ivysaur both back, or bring Pokemon Trainer back. Give him the uh, Pokemon Let's Go look. Pokemon. I was going to say Pokemon. Pokemon Go as a character now. I mean, obviously, the 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 key character that's going to hook everyone is going to be Goku, right? <laughs> Look, you say that like it's a joke. 
Dragon Ball Fighters. Well, the thing is, like, is coming to yeah. Switch. The Flood Games. Ben. Ben. That's true. the The floodgates have opened up for weird <laughs> characters, but I I think I think I do think um, it's still going to be game characters. Uh, man, I'm I'm, break, I'm blink uh, I'm blanking on the the guy's name right now. Sakurai. I think uh, Sakurai still kind of holds to the idea that for a character to be considered, they had to make their debut yeah. in a video game. And Goku's been in a million games, but he's a manga character. You know, he's not a game character who's been in manga and anime. It's the other way around. So it would be, I think, a pretty popular move. I'm sure a lot of people would call it shark jumping nonsense, but I, I think it would be pretty popular overall, but no, I, I don't necessarily think that Sakurai yeah, sees that. that. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, he'd just be way overpowered, or they'd have to nerf him considerably and just make him, like, base form Goku, and then he goes Super Saiyan as a Smash yeah. or something. Which then he'd do just you, be what Sonic. What do you think about third-party characters <laughs> getting new reps? Like, could we see Knuckles or Shadow in this game? Or Proto Man? I don't feel like they'll double dip. No? I don't. I don't think that's worth it to them. First of all, fair enough, and I don't think third parties are necessarily. Well, I don't. I don't think the licensing arrangement would be worth it either. Oh, are you kidding either, me? I th- on either party side, I think most third parties would be happy to just get paid more money for their characters mm-hmm. to be in Smash Bros. Yeah, but I, I do. So. I do agree that you don't that that Sakurai wouldn't see it as being worth it. Adding multiple characters from multiple third party franchises, he's got to add ten more uh, Fire Emblem characters. First. Yeah, obviously. Again, you say it like it's a joke. <laughs> I'm really scared, Ben. Oh, no, that time I was I'm serious. really scared. <laughs> I'm just waiting for Smash Bros. to be replaced with a Fire Emblem fighting game. Uh, it's the, it's the I want them to get rid of Fire Emblem characters they have. I don't <laughs> want new ones. We're going to get to E3, and they're just going to be like, yeah, that new Fire Emblem game and that new Smash Bros. game, Every same single thing. Character the Smash, the Smash Bros. Smash logo from Fire Emblem is, Switch is, is in Smash. The Smash Bros. logo <laughs> being on fire is just, is just a sign. It is literally a Fire Emblem. It, it is a Fire Emblem. Oh, no. <laughs> Sakurai's trying to tell us something. I knew this episode was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, if we say it on the show, it comes oh, true. Oh, so. no. Good. That means Gino for Smash. <laughs> That's the one thing keeping Colin going. Uh, yeah. We also said Mother 3 is not happening. So <laughs> This is true. No, I said it's happening on 3DS. <laughs> You're, uh, you say it like it's a joke. <laughs> I also laugh like it's a joke. <laughs> anyway... I think we better cut this podcast off before we wreck everyone else's hopes. And well, I mean, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say. <laughs> I yeah, uh, yeah. Is everyone else good? Yep. Aside from uh, talking about oh, yeah, future go, podcast go plans, I'm good podcast, on uh, the current. Gemi just so. got new podcasts sure. coming up, guys. So yeah, um, we're gonna we're gonna try to do more, you know, of this like Nintendo Week stuff when we can. But obviously, we're all busy adults with busy schedules, and it's hard for me, Colin, and Alex to all get mm-hmm. together at the same time. But we, uh, you know, we we still want to do a podcast at Gamnesia, so we've we've been kind of tossing some ideas around. We're still in really the preliminary stages, but uh, what we want to do is we're gonna have four people at E3 this year. Um, so we're gonna record some some impressions. Uh, we're thinking maybe two or three episodes, probably. We'll We'll do an episode right after Nintendo's um, Direct, their E3 Direct, and we'll just go over our impressions of that. Excuse me. We'll go over our impressions of that. 
And then after we've had a chance to go on the show floor and, you know, play everything that there is to play, uh, we'll, we'll do one or two more episodes just talking about what was on the show floor and, you know, our experience at E3 in general. Uh, we'll probably focus most on Nintendo stuff just because we're all Nintendo nerds, but we mm-hmm. might dip into some of the other fun stuff from Sony and Indie, Indies and Microsoft and such. Um, and then, yeah, going forward, we, we want to get a team together and make this a, a regular thing again. But like I said, we're still in the preliminary stages, so we haven't decided if this will just be... It won't be Nintendo week. It'll be something new, but we haven't decided if it'll be just Nintendo or if we'll get a little more open. So if you guys have feedback, if you want to let us know what you want to see, um, you know, go ahead and we'll, we'll be posting this uh, episode, obviously, in our in our Facebook group and on our Facebook page and Twitter and everything. So if you guys want to tweet at us or post in the group or whatever and let us know what kind of content you'd like from a future podcast, then we'll keep that in mind and we will use E3 to sort of test the waters and then we'll go from there. And kind of what we're thinking is we probably won't have the same three people on every week like we do with Nintendo Week. We're thinking we'll have one or two regular hosts where you can always expect one of the, one of the two to be on and, and running the show, but then we'll kind of circle through uh, different Gamnesia staff, maybe special guests if we can get some, and just sort of mix things up a bit so you're getting a, a different take every every week or every two weeks or whatever our schedule ends up oh, being. Feel free so to yeah, you guys can look forward to... Ben. Same here, Ben. Absolutely, yeah. I, I'd love to have either one of you guys on sometime. Um, yeah. Awesome. So look forward to that and give us Woo. your feedback. All right. Um, well... Thus concludes Nintendo Week for the Endo Year. I have been your host, Colin McIsaac. <laughs> yeah, um, we're, we've got some great outro music for you. I'll figure out what it is. And Saint in the Rain Music just put out a cover of Coconut Mall from Mario Kart Wii, so I'm thinking it'll be that. If you hear some familiar tunes in the background, you know what it is. Um, yeah, that's the end of the episode. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everybody. Till next time. The third parties coming to Switch. There's a lot of third party activity going on right now. Yeah, it seems like an unusual amount for Nintendo, especially compared to this amazing Wii U era we're just now coming out of. <laughs> well, it's yeah. almost like when you have a record-breaking first year, people suddenly want to put games on your console. <laughs> yeah, and you're, you're not making it hard for them to put games on your console. Hmm. Yeah. Well, right. I mean, the eShop is an indie haven. I mean, we've got so many good games, and Nintendo's titles aren't even often in the top ten bestsellers on the eShop. There are a lot of indie titles and third-party games up there. I mean, you look at the success of games like Doom and Skyrim on this console. You look at, like, NBA Playgrounds. Uh, you look at 
indie titles like Shovel Knight, Stardew Valley is consistently in the top 10, Rocket League, Minecraft. Like, this console is really, really, really good for Nintendo. I think, uh, I think Stardew's up to, like, over a million just on Switch alone. That's amazing. Yeah, especially since it launched there after, like, you know, half a dozen other platforms, so... Years after. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's just like, great being able to take everything on the go like that, so... And that's one of the great things about the Switch is, you know, I'm finding that I am perfectly happy with getting ports of other games onto this console because the way to play is just so much better than being attached specifically to a home console or dedicated to a small screen uh, that you can't really sit down and enjoy in a on a in a cozier setting. Well, it helps too. Um, I think that a lot of the third parties, and this is largely because a lot of them are indies, but they're front loading these games that are just perfect fits for Nintendo consoles and perfect fits for handhelds oh, yeah. in particular. Totally. I mean, I've enjoyed so much time on Doom. I have enjoyed so much time um, in even Nintendo collaborations. I mean, Mario versus Rabbids is great. Oh Hyrule yeah, Warriors is still great. I mean, I, yeah, I played a lot of time in Funky Mode and Donkey Kong. Um, yeah, I've been um, like it's not even like we're getting stuff. And Fortnite, are... by the way, is going to be huge. Oh yeah, on Switch. Mm-hmm. I yeah, mean, that, well, yeah, like that's Fortnite Mobile is already pulling in millions of dollars a month. So exactly I'm having it on a you know a slightly bigger screen where you can then take that mobile version and turn it into the home console version. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, and it's, right. a good, it's a cool example of, of Switch third-party games sort of creeping beyond that sort of retro stuff that tends to be doing well and, and yeah. into a genre that's that's more modern. Yeah. Cool, uh, cool, cool. Um, does anyone have any more to say on third-party stuff? Cause, uh, are, are we just talking about stuff that's already out or stuff that's coming out soon? Because... Uh... Uh, I think a little bit of both. Okay. Well, one I'm, I'm looking for on this part anyway. Something uh, I'm looking but, forward yeah, to ahead. that's okay. Something I'm looking forward to that's not officially announced, but is just absolutely happening is uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, which oh yeah, that is the official pronunciation. Apparently, you don't pronounce the Z as a Z, even though it's a large Z bigger than all the other text and its capital at the end. But it's it's Fighters. It's not Fighter Z. Well, that's Namco, um, right? Like, what are they going to do to you? <laughs> are they going to are they going to like ban you from their press list? Well, they they actually did uh, put out a statement saying you can call it whatever you want, okay. but just for the record, it's fighters. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was <laughs> okay, Namco. You believe that was you part want. of uh, the list of games that was leaked alongside uh, Fortnite and Paladins, which both since then seem to have been confirmed by uh, eShop data, along with stuff we had never uh, never heard had been announced yet. Like Overcooked is apparently getting a sequel. Yeah, um, that that was, excites me. I have never, yeah. still have never actually played Overcooked, even though I bought one of the physical copies. It's like one of those games that's like on my list to play through this year with with mm-hmm. uh, my wife and maybe some other friends if I can convince them to stop playing other games like Jackbox. Um, so I, <laughs> but I'm, I'm happy to see a game that sort of has become a de facto like Nintendo title, and even though it's been on other platforms, it seems like that's the place where it's really found success, and now it's, yeah, it seems to be yeah. getting a sequel. And then, yeah, along uh, along the same lines of uh, of fighters, Bandai is also going to be making a, uh, a My Hero Academia game, which is you know another another weeb show I'm into. So I don't I don't really play many <laughs> fighting games, but those are both games that I think have a really cool, uh, interesting aesthetic to them. And 
Fighters in particular is, you know, it's already out, so it's been reviewed, and it's apparently just the smoothest and best Dragon Ball game to date. I'm a little less confident that the My Hero Academia game is going to be that smooth or that polished, but I, I've fallen so in love with that show recently that, that I don't care. I'll buy, even if it ends up being kind of a crappy fighting game, I'll probably buy it just to, to have that experience as playing as all these mm -hmm. superheroes I love. But I might wait till it's on sale if, uh, you know, if reviews come out and the gameplay's a little clunky, so we'll see. Hmm. Um, okay. Oh, we... and uh, Okami. Okami HD, because... Oh my god, that's right! Believe it or not, I've never actually owned Okami. I've played chunks of it at a friend's house. I have a buddy who's been obsessed with it ever since, you know, it, it debuted on... Was it PS2? Was was that the first console it yeah, came out yeah, of? PS2. Yeah, PS2. It was a long time ago. Yeah, so um, it's a game I've always been super interested in, but I didn't grow up with a PS2, and then during the Wii era, for whatever reason, I just kind of passed it by, and then obviously the, the HD version didn't make it to Wii U, which I was disappointed right. About because I was planning to get it on Wii U, but now that it's coming out on Switch, that's even better because I can take the gamepad on the go, you know, instead of having to be within 15 feet of my TV. Yeah, plus this, right. this is definitely going to be the best version for that game in particular because it's going to support the motion controls, which were on mm -hmm. Wii. It's probably going to support the regular controls. Oh, that stick was my controls, question. That's great. And it's definitely supporting touch controls too, which is something that yep. I never had in that game. And that's just. That's perfect. Like, I've played it a little bit on the touchpad on PS4, and that's just, I, I, keep, I just keep wishing it was on Switch, and then they finally announced it. I'll probably that's also awesome. uh, also pick up Dark Souls, because that's another one that I haven't uh, picked up before. So, you know, just so oh, I yeah, can, me too. And so like I can hate Souls myself too. and throw myself against a wall over and over again. Yeah, I do wonder why but, they delayed it. Like, are they trying to shoot for some performance target that they weren't hitting? Are they trying to exceed the performance targets they already set? Like, I've seen some people speculate, maybe they found a way to get it to 60 frames. That'd be pretty I cool if they pulled that off. Maybe. Um, and they haven't said when they've delayed it to exactly. It's just this vague summer, so who knows how yeah. much longer they're going to be working on it. I've I've seen some retailers listed as August, but there's nothing official. That's, you know, placeholder, so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, I guess something I didn't mention earlier, but on the topic of third parties, it's I've been surprised by how many third-party games I've just been buying on this on this system. In mm -hmm. the past, it's been heavily skewed toward Nintendo titles. Like, I'd, I'd be interested in a third-party title, but then Nintendo would announce more stuff, and i never get around to the third-party stuff. Here, it's like right. overwhelming majority of my games are third-party titles. Are you guys having the same experience? That's interesting. I would Not say it's totally. probably about 50-50 for me between... Uh, well, no, it's... I would say... I probably have a little more third-party than uh, first-party Nintendo, but that's because I've just been buying a ton of indies on Switch. Yeah, like, yeah. I've been that's... playing Rocket League and Oxenfree and Celeste and Golf Story and just uh, It'll Do, all these different games. So yeah. uh, the eShop has just been amazing for, you know, $10 or, you know, $15 experiences that I can... Just really sink some time to, even though they, you know, they were cheap. Like I, I love these little passion projects, you know. Yeah, yeah, totally. And Rocket League has <laughs> has turned me and my roommates a little competitive. Like we we don't often like get together and game just because you know we we have different work schedules and stuff. So usually only one or two of us. There's three of us living together, and usually one only one or two is awake at the same time. And you know I'm like usually working when the other one is uh, you know awake and watching TV or whatever. But we'll bust out Rocket League and have some friends over and just play Rocket League for hours, and it's it's so fun. You know we get real competitive. We're yelling at the TV and jumping up and down. It's it's a ton of fun and I, I i normally don't even get into very many like you know sporty type games i thought rocket league kind of looked okay when it came out but wasn't super interested in it until it came to switch and now i'm hooked 